Hello, and welcome back to another Lawyer Warrior Mindset. On today, we're talking about the second agreement of the four agreements. Last week, we talked about the first agreement. And if you haven't listened to it, I really urge you to. It's super fun. I love the book, The Four Agreements. It's here with me. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's fantastic. It's a very short read. The words are super spaced out. It's not um, a textbook. It really is like, um, it's a book you could read in the afternoon. And for me and for my husband and so many people within um, New Frontier Immigration Law, it has truly been a life-changing book. So if you haven't listened to last week's, it's on being impeccable with your word and the amazing things that it really inspires if you take the leap and decide to make that agreement with yourself because you start to break all of these other agreements with others by not believing the things that they say to you and about you. And that really gives us a great segue into the second agreement, which is to not take things personally. And I don't know about you, but for me, this is something that is like you know, you go to the gym and you're lifting weights Um, this is the do not take it personally weights that I'm lifting. And you guys, I'm lifting the two pound weights on each hand and I want to be lifting the fifties. So if that's you, uh, I, I relate, I know the rules. I know why we shouldn't take things personally. And yet I consistently find myself living in this self-created, um, version of hell because I take a lot of things personally and it's a constant, you know, I used to not be able to even pick up the two pound weights. So it's not like, um, it's not like I'm going back. I'm still going forward. I'm still progressing. There's still more to do. There's still more to learn. So let's dive into what it means to not take things personally. So Dawn teaches in the four agreements. You got to read it yourself because I don't do it justice, but I'm, I'm going to put the Hillary spin on it for all of you who are either immigrants green card holders in the making, U.S. citizens in the making. Um, Maybe you're an immigration lawyer. Maybe you're a business owner or a mom like I am. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put the Hillary spin on it so that you can hopefully apply it to lots of different areas in your life. The thing with not taking things personally is that everything in the world can feel a lot like it's just about you. So we create, and this starts when we're really little, because if we don't let our parents know that, you know, hey, mom, uh, I'm hungry. If I don't cry and I remind the world that I am the most important person, I'm, my needs won't be met and I will die because that's how babies are made um, to live, uh, you know, the human experience. We have to be cared for a lot. And so initially the world really is all about us. And then you see a toddler and I've had four of them. um, And as toddlers, everything is all about them. They really do live in a world that is um, orbiting around the toddler. And as we grow up, we still keep a little bit of that in our mind where we have more importance to ourselves than really what it is to other people. So the things that we say and the things that we think and everything that's going on inside our mind, it has a lot more weight to us than it does to other people. And with that is such freedom because at the end of the day, we can look introspectively and realize 
that if I'm living and the world is kind of revolving around me in my mind, not in a selfish way, but just in a, I'm consumed with the thoughts that are in my mind. I can't think global thoughts. I think the thoughts that are in my mind. I know the same is true for other people. And there's a lot of freedom in that. So at the end of the day, what others say to you and about you is about them. It's not about you. And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's not about you. And therefore you can't take it personally. So let's put some examples to this concept to make it kind of more real. The hardest one for me to appreciate initially was compliments. The pe when people give you compliments, it's not actually about you. It's about them. So for example, I, like when someone says something negative about me, it's funny. I was always like, oh yeah, that's about them. It's, it's definitely not about me. <laughs> but when it came to compliments, I was like, well, if someone tells me they like my shirt, surely that means that they like my shirt, but it actually has nothing to do with me. There might be something about what I'm exuding that day that makes them feel good. And so they like it, or they may be saying that I like your shirt because they want to make me feel good. And they know that if they tell me that it's going to make me feel good, but really they're reaping the benefit of me feeling good. So like if I tell my kids that was the most beautiful song I've ever heard in my life. And on some level, I love hearing my kids sing, um, but they're not Adele at this point yet. They're not Adele. And I think that Adele probably has the most beautiful singing voice I've ever heard. But if I tell my kids that and I see their face light up and I see that it just makes them feel so good, then what I'm telling them, they're taking it personally because they're saying, oh, my mommy says that this is something that's really beautiful. And I did this. I feel really good. When in reality, I told them that so they would feel good. So I would feel good because I don't want to make them feel bad and let them know, look, you are a work in progress, my child. Okay. So that's a, that's an instance where a compliment really isn't about the person who's receiving the compliment. It's about the person who's giving it. And the same is true for negative things that people say about us, or they say about others. And we're going to talk about things that other, that people are saying about us today. For example, you look fat. Well, the, the takeaway for me from reading this book is that if it's, if it's something that can be relative to something else, then it is something that should not be taken personally. So you look fat. If I can reply compared to what compared to whom, then I know that this comment that's being made about me cannot be true because it's relative to some other tool of measurement. So if I say, if, if I, if that's part of my inquiry, it's part of the conversation I have to have with myself of, is this true or not true? Like maybe I do look fat, but what am I comparing that to? And if I must compare it to something that's fatter or thinner, then how on earth can I be something? Perhaps I am compared to something, but I cannot be that thing. And therefore I cannot take it personally. You are rich compared to what? You look beautiful compared to what? 
Um, it, the list goes on and on. You're ugly. The, this is not a good color on you. Compared to what? So you can't take those things personally because they're more about the sender and less about the receiver. If I have all white on, I'm going to look washed out in my mind to myself. But if I compare this to, you know, someone who is very, very light skinned, like we were in Poland one year, um, when we were living, when we were stationed in England, we went to Poland on vacation and my husband met this woman who lived in a very remote area of Poland, who was the fairest skinned, whitest blonde hair. She looked, um, she looked kind of like one of the women on Lord of the Rings. Like she was just so fair. She was very, very washed out because she was so light. Now, if I'm looking at myself and I'm wearing all white and I have no makeup on, none of my fake eyelashes, and all this other stuff, I'm going to look really washed out. But compared to what? If I'm looking, if I'm comparing it to this very, very beautiful, but very light woman, I'm not going to look washed out. So is it the truth? Is what is me looking washed out the truth? I can't, this is not a descriptive example. <laughs> so bear with me. Can it be true? It really cannot be true if there is something where it can be relative. At the end of the day, I'm going to apply this to different areas in our relationship, but what this book teaches, and it's just the truth, is that anything someone says about you is just them regurgitating their own emotional garbage in front of you because they're saying something that's inside them. Maybe it's a good emotion. Maybe, maybe, oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. <clears throat> that's their emotional garbage that they're regurgitating. It is beautiful emotional garbage. They're letting it out and telling you that you look beautiful. And then in return, you can hold it in front of you and either ingest it and believe it, or you can see it for what it is, which is their emotional garbage being regurgitated about you. And you can either, and, and then it just stays there. It does not become part of who you are. Because if we start to take those things in, what happens when people don't tell us that we look beautiful? Or what happens when people don't tell us that that's a great color on us? I know when I work with um, Lee Hayward, who's a fantastic um, stylist, and, and she works with people who do personal branding, she really encourages you to not wear clothes based on what other people tell you look good on you. Because you should be wearing the clothes that you like based on what makes you feel good about you. But what so many of us do, I know that when I pull a certain blazer out of my closet, I know that this is the compliments blazer. Someone always comments on it. It's flashy. It's fun. It's something memorable. And so when I wear it, people will say something about it. But if that's the reason I'm putting it on, what happens when all of a sudden no one's saying anything about it? It's going to mess with my head because now I have, I have ingested these other people's emotional garbage and I have ingested it as if it is the truth and it is my own. And now I have this story around clothes or around a color. I recently did a Ted talk and I wore red and I have always believed that red is a great color for me. But then I saw all these people saying, man, red is your color. And I got thinking, is this, is red really my color? Or is this just something that they like to see? Like red is a beautiful color. See, it was an opportunity for me to not take it personally. 
So in relationships, I'm gonna use two or three different examples of how to apply this rule and then we're gonna be done. So about five minutes and we're gonna wrap it up, okay? Short, shorty short today. So in a relationship, this is how this rule shows up and I want to challenge you to push pause and I'm gonna call it decision time. So first, let's say that your spouse, partner, lover, boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other says this to you. You never listen to me. You don't hear me. It's like, it's like I'm talking and you don't hear me. I don't know if you can hear my voice, but this may or may not have been something I've said to my amazing husband. <laughs> okay. The person who says it is your significant other. And you're listening to this. You're on the receiving end of you don't listen to me. You after those words are said, you are then placed in decision time. I want you to start thinking about a pause and recognizing that this is decision time. So, you know, in the matrix, when they slow down time, they do what's called now bullet time and the bullets are coming at Keanu Reeves at Neo and they're really slow. And then he gets to just stop them and then they all fall. This is what I want you to do is you're hearing someone say something about you you're inconsiderate, you don't listen to me, you ignore me, you're gaslighting me, whatever it might be. This is something that's like these bullets that are coming at you. And what I want you to do is go into decision time. You're just gonna slow the statement down and you're gonna pause and then you make a decision. You can either, option number one, take it personally, which then becomes you're wrong and I'm right and you're gonna engage with this in order to prove that they're wrong, or maybe you're going to agree. You know what? I, I don't listen to you. I don't think that it's important what you say. You can either take the bait. You can either engage with that accusation about you, that statement about you and take it personally, or what's been super helpful for me in my marriage and in my relationship, even with my kids or my parents or coworkers is to stop at decision time. And option number two is to imagine how they're feeling when they say this, because this is their emotional garbage that's coming up. This is their feelings that are coming up and saying something about you. And you can, in that moment, you can pretend it doesn't matter if they're right or if they're wrong. I want to imagine what, where they're coming from. I want to, you don't want to put their shoes on, but you want to put your shoes next to their shoes. Like freeze the movie frame. The bullets are coming at you. You're just going to freeze the frame before they hit you. And you're going to walk around and stand next to the person who's saying the thing. And you're going to imagine what must they be going through in order to feel this way to say this about me. Because then we no longer are saying, is this true? I have to defend myself. She knows that I have been trying really hard to work on this. How could she say this to me? I am listening. You don't have to keep repeating yourself. You can, all of those things go away. And instead you walk around and you put your shoes next to the person who's saying it stand next to them in your mind and you think, what must it be like for them? What must they be feeling? Where must they be coming from to say this thing about me? And then you can empathize with them. And rather than getting into a conversation about whether they're right or whether they're wrong, 
you don't take it personally, which means then you're not going to be defensive and you're going to be able to engage in a conversation that is healing, is loving, can help you to evolve your relationship into the next version of it, rather than getting back into old patterns where you are taking things personally. I promise this one tip alone, you know, I, I learned a lot of this, not just from um, the four agreements, but from our marriage counselor, Dr. Abby Medcalf, who also has an amazing podcast called Relationships Made Easy. This is Immigration Law Made Easy. Um, and you may be able to find out more valuable information from her. Okay. Immigrants, people who are getting their papers. Let's do an example for you. After all, this is an immigration law podcast. Someone like your partner might say to you, you only married me because I'm an American and you want your papers. You're just after me for your papers. Once you get your papers, you're going to leave me. These are big accusations and it really hurts people, especially when you have kids together. Um, we see this type of, um, we see these types of statements made to people who are asking their partner, Hey, can you go ahead and petition for me? Because like, I want to get my papers and I can't do that. If you know, you don't take that first step and will you help me out? And then it becomes this big argument and it becomes, it makes the American feel like maybe you only married me for my papers. Like they feel insecure and the immigrant feels like, dude, I have like shown you or lady, I have shown you how much I love you. And this is what you're going to say. Okay. So let's go to the statement and then we're going to go to decision time. You only married me because you want your papers. These things are, this is something that's flying at you and you're going to stop. You're in decision time. Do I take it personally? Do I try to prove them wrong? Do I try to prove that what they're saying is not, is the farthest thing from the truth and that I love them very much. And I can't believe that they would insult my integrity like this, or am I going to see the person behind the statement? Am I going to imagine what it must be like for them to say this thing to me? Because then it doesn't matter if they're right or they're wrong. Instead, you're connecting with the feeling behind what they're saying to you. And then you're not taking it personally. You're not taking all this crap that they're regurgitating and you're ingesting. They have an insecurity and a fear of abandonment because they're afraid that you are using them for something that they have. And that after you get it from them, they're, you're going to leave. And so that comes from a, like, a, a, how awful to even think that much less to really truly believe it. How awful must that be for them that they're so worried you're going to leave if you were to be free? We can really feel for the person when we look at how, how painful and how difficult and really how sad that must be for them to feel that way. But we don't, don't have to then take it personally. We don't then have to believe that this is the crap that they say about me because it really has nothing to do with you and has everything to do with them. Another example, immigrants, my brothers, my sisters, in the media, there's a lot of crap about immigrants in the media and the way the immigrants are portrayed. It's in not just the news, but it's senators and governors and the president, um, other influential people talking about immigrants. And it can be negative, it can be positive. It's been mostly negative because that's what sells in the news. 
And so let's talk about this one. You can even hear from your neighbor, the pastors are talking about it. I support legal immigration. It's not my problem that someone chose to come here illegally. Boy, that's, that is some serious bullets being pointed and directed at immigrants who are here, especially like people who have DACA or want DACA. They were brought here as kids. You can, you got to go into decision time when you hear that. If you see it, if you read it in the news, you have to go into decision time. Am I going to take this personally? Like number one, they don't, they don't know you. They don't know your story. They don't know the circumstances surrounding how you got to this country and how you are here legally or aren't here legally. And there are millions and millions of people who did come legally and there's nothing like they don't want to be lumped in with undocumented people and undocumented people don't want to be lumped in with people who crossed illegally and whatever. You can either engage with that narrative inside yourself, or maybe even with like someone who's, you know, saying this directly to you, you can engage with that and go into this personal hell of proving you are right and that they are wrong. Or you can say, I will not take this personally. There's no amount of truth to this statement, even 99% of it being true and 1% of it being false means it cannot be true, okay? Instead, I'm going to say, I can't imagine what it must be like for that person to feel that way to such an extent that they would say that about millions and millions and millions of people who are here in the United States and who built this country. I can't imagine how insecure that person must feel for them to say, and really from a place of ignorance, like not being nasty, but truly just from a place of not knowing, not being educated. Like sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And so we repeat stuff that really doesn't make any sense. And in my very, very professional opinion as an immigration lawyer for the past decade, I can with all sincerity say that anytime I hear someone say, I support legal immigration, I know in the back of my mind, I don't, Hillary, do not get riled up. You are not going to prove them wrong. This is just coming from a place of ignorance. So my goal is to not take it personally. Instead, it's to change the law and it's to get people their papers. So they're not living under that kind of cloud anymore. And immigrant brothers and sisters, when you hear things in the news about you, you can either take it personally and it becomes part of the fiber of who you are, or you can go into decision time and say, no, I choose door number two. I'm going to choose to have empathy. I'm going to have empathy for this person who's saying this thing about me because they're so ignorant about what the immigration process really is that they're just repeating something that they've heard before that makes sense to them with their level of awareness right now. And it's not my role to educate them, but it is my role to go live my life the best way I know how. And so I'm going to go off and go do that. And they can take their headlines and their belief systems and those different things, and they can hang on to those, but I'm not going to ingest that. They've spit it out in front of me. It's a little pill, a little pill of poison because it is not breeding truth within me. And I can either ingest it or I can say, not today, thanks. Go to pass on that, okay? As a lawyer, 
Oh man, everybody's got opinion about lawyers. You go look at my Google reviews. We've got hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I might be able to do another hundred. I don't know how many hundreds. We got like 600 Google reviews. And people, all sorts of people got opinions. People got opinions about working for me at New Frontier Immigration Law. What kind of person I am, what kind of boss I am, what kind of entrepreneur I am. And yeah, I can take all of those things personally. Great service, terrible service, um, super fair lawyer, kindest abogada. We can, folks, lawyers, we can take all of that personally, or we can recognize that it's compared to what? Like, if I am a kind abogada, if I'm a kind attorney, or we provide excellent service, what are they comparing that to? I mean, I do think like our aspiration at New Frontier Immigration Law is to provide outstanding customer service and an experience unlike any other at any other law firm, top notch. But I'm sure there's someone who's providing even better customer service, probably go to a Ritz Carlton and they're gonna provide even better customer service than what we provide at New Frontier Immigration Law. Although I'm not sure that they would, but they might. <laughs> so when I think about this, I'm like, okay, this is from the sender. This is their perspective and their opinion. I don't have to take it personally. And the same is true, lawyers, when you do well or do poorly in court. So if you go to court and you know, you're know you your own worst enemy, we all know that, and that's why we shouldn't take things personally. If, that, if someone says something good to you you know, hey, good job. That was really great in court today. Or someone negative, something bad about you. Um, you know, I just want to let you know that what you said was completely wrong and uh, you should work on your, your ticks. You know, you say, you say like a lot. You should really work on that. People say these types of things to each other. It's wild. Other lawyers, I know you know what I'm talking about, but at the end of the day, we have to go into decision time and decide, am I going to take this personally and defend, am I right? Were they wrong? Or am I going to stay in frozen time and let those bullets fall right in front of me, like Neo style? And am I going to say what it must be like? I wonder what it must be like for the person who's saying this, where they must be coming from. Team empathy, as Gary V calls it. Team empathy wins every single time. The same is true for every hater on the internet. If someone says something nasty about you, like making fun, of, making fun of my Spanish, you guys, I don't know that anybody's actually ever done that, to be honest. So I'm grateful for that. But I am always so afraid that someone's going to be like, look at this white lawyer speaking Spanish. She's just like everybody else um, trying to appeal to the immigrant community, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to be like everybody else, but I also you know, speak gringo Spanish and it's probably really accented. <laughs> that sounds rough, but those haters that's coming from their own insecurity. Like how shitty must their day be if they're going to get on the internet and make fun of me for trying my very, very best on Facebook live to speak to my audience, to speak to my client who needs to be liberated from whatever bondage they're in because they don't have their papers. If I'm going to think about like, man, if I really think about what that person, that hater's life must be like, it must be really sad. And I feel bad for them because my life is awesome. And your life is awesome too. It's all these people who say this crap about us. And if we 
believe it and we consume it and we take the pill of poison of their emotional garbage and ingest it, we start to believe it and our lives become crappy. But if we cannot take it personally, it is so liberating. I have a, I have a, one of my very, very, very amazing business advisors. He recently told me about how someone told him the only reason you got into law school is because you're Hispanic. This guy is now a very successful lawyer, is renowned in his field, um, and helps other lawyers grow their law firms. Um, how sad must it have been for the person who was sizing this guy up to say the only reason you got into law school is because you're Hispanic. Let me find the one thing that's unique about you that maybe someone, you know, through affirmative action decided to help you out. That's the only reason you're here. Just want to let you know. Team empathy says, I will not try to prove this person right or wrong. I will not take this personally because this statement is not about me. Yes, in that situation, the person was Hispanic. That's why the, the bullet strikes. That's why it was shot. But the empathy of, I'm not going to take this personally, but I'm going to look at where your shoes are. I'm going to come around here and stand next to you and think what it must be like for you to say that about me. And it totally disarms the statement because we're not taking it personally. Again, when someone says something good about you or bad about you, anything, and it's relative compared to what you can say compared to what, that's expensive. Your prices are expensive, or that's really cheap, or um, this looks nice, anything like that. It's compared to what, and therefore, we don't need to take it personally. We just instead look at who the person is that's saying this, and we identify it for what it is. It's their statement about something that has a lot of truth in their world because the world is orbiting around them, just like our world orbits around us. And we can leave it at that. We don't have to take and ingest the pill that they've spit out with their emotion of that moment, okay? I hope this was helpful for you. I love the four agreements. Next week, we're gonna teach on agreement three. And then the week after that, we'll release agreement four to wrap up the four agreements. If you haven't gotten this practical guide to personal freedom, you really should check it out. And if you haven't left a review for Immigration Law Made Easy, please do. Please leave a review for us. Give us some stars. Give us some love. <laughs> I won't take it personally, I promise, whether you say good things or bad things. Um, but I do love reading them because it gives me... Um, context for knowing what's helpful and is not helpful and beyond that this is the way that our podcast can get shared to the masses if we don't get reviews and we don't get um you know ratings like written reviews and the ratings one two three four five stars then it like the way podcast and spotify work it doesn't get released to the masses so what we really want to do is as much as I appreciate your kind words, we want to let other people know that this is something of value for them to, send, to spend time with. And your greatest compliment is to share the podcast with a friend because that helped me and everyone else. The greatest gift is that you help, if we're giving value to you, that you share that value with other people. Thank you so much for joining the Immigration Law Made Easy podcast. I'm attorney Hillary, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks guys.
My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is going to help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Adios.